0: Hey hey hey! Welcome back. This is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast with Terri Stelly. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I bring in really cool guests. And today, oh my God, you're gonna love my guest. So I want to introduce you to Lana Dingwell. And I met her because I, she interviewed me for her podcast, and we had this like these like really cool moments where I was like, oh, I gotta have you talk to my people too, right? So, <laughs> so I'm so excited to have you here, Lana. So welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Yes. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. We made magic on my podcast and today we're going to make magic on yours. Ooh, let's set that intention. <laughs> of course.
0: So, so beyond being like totally cool, right? I just think that should be enough. Like I should just qualify yeah. you, but uh, you actually have business, you do things in the world. So give it, give a little kind of, you know, I'm hearing like, where are you, where are you now? And maybe where were you? Like, tell, like those are two mm-hmm. questions. So just start where you want to start.
1: Okay. Yeah. As an actual, what I do for business, I do business coaching and consulting. I work primarily with female entrepreneurs, really good at what they do, struggle with how to actually turn that into a sustainable, Mm -hmm. successful business. A lot of the times too, they struggle with fears around sales and marketing, kind of like that. They struggle with the idea that part of them feel like maybe they have to sell their soul a little bit to be successful in, in business because they feel so aligned with what it is that they do. And a lot of my work is working with them to have them recognize that there's no soul selling. Uh-huh. And actually the more you, you tap into it, which is obviously why you and I get along so well, the yeah. more you tap into your soul and who you are and what you're trying to bring into this world, the easier marketing and sales can actually be when you learn how to do it properly. So that's what I, I do a lot of. Uh, how I got there Is a great question because I used to be that person, (laughs) (laughs) classic coach, right? Where I've loved coaching. I've been doing coaching for over 15 years. Something I'm very passionate about. Something that I'm really good at. Learning how to market and sell yourself was something that I really struggled with. And my process of learning how to do that in a way that felt in integrity and allowed me to serve more people became something then that I wanted to turn around and be able to share Mm -hmm. with others. I like that. So yeah. along the way,
0: you know, because so this is called the Fiercely Brilliant
1: Podcast. And
0: I think when we talked, I just had the fiercely here work, right? So, so my, my work has evolved because I really want people to step up and know how to be fiercely here. And I know you played sports, right? You yes. were an athlete. So you had more access. I was a nerd, like I was a band geek, and, you know, <laughs> playing like third string clarinet. I did not show up fiercely here, right? I you know, <laughs> Well, you did just to play the clarinet. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. I had issues with the scales. I didn't do so well. Anywho, my point is, it feels like women for years have not been given permission to be mm. badass, own their stuff. And I know being in sports, You might have had a little leg up on that because there was a little bit more permission to be tough and badass. but then I moved the work into being fiercely brilliant. I don't want you to just be here. I want you to be fucking brilliant. I want you to be like shining and like doing your work in the world. So did you ever have that gap? Like where you're like, wow, I'm here, but I'm not really showing on myself or people think I'm all this, but I don't feel all that. Like, did you ever have that yourself? I'm human, so I've definitely, had that. <laughs> I've
1: definitely had that myself. I was like, I hope she does. I don't know for sure. That was a risky question. So anyway. No, I feel like if someone says they haven't, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to work on that. <laughs> no, I, I definitely have, uh, I guess, a time where it really felt huge would be at that beginning part of my business where I knew in my heart that I could serve people. But I felt like I had to overcompensate for my lack of experience of being a business owner by pretending to be someone that I wasn't. Uh, And all of those feelings were really fueled by that scarcity mindset around I'm not enough. Showing up as I am right now is not good enough. The competition is going to crush me. There's not enough clients for everyone. So, really being in that headspace, it definitely prevented me from showing up extremely fiercely. And I think a lot, of, a lot of us struggle with that. And so for me, part of it has been going back to recognizing that I have enough always as I am. And if I show oh. up as who I am in any moment, that's exactly all that I need to not only Ooh. get what it is that I want, but also serve people in a powerful way because I can't do the work I'm here to do if I'm trying to be someone I'm not, or if I'm trying to compensate for some right. feeling of lack. Right. Right. That was so
0: well said. I just had like, I had like a pause. I'm like, whoa. So just me showing up is enough.
1: Mm -hmm. What if people don't believe that? I think if people believe that, we'd... No, but what if they don't? Oh, what if they don't believe that they're enough? Yeah. I think part of it is knowing that that's okay. Like it's okay. It's not an end or zero-sum game. Mm -hmm. So you can feel like you're not enough. Mm -hmm. And part of the work to feeling like you're enough is just learning how to embody acceptance, like radical acceptance mm. and compassion for yourself, yes. even yes. when you don't feel like you're fully there. I love that. Cause
0: most people, it's like, like I, I always tell my clients, like feelings follow action, right? And if we wait till we feel enough, we're going to be sitting on the couch, getting fat, <laughs> like doing nothing, just waiting. And so what I'm hearing you say is you don't have to fully feel it, but where's the distinction between but if I don't feel it, aren't I out of integrity or aren't I a fraud? You know what I mean? Cause I love how you're doing it, but how do you, cause what I'm doing is I'm handling all the objections for, for all, the little yes, all the, all right. the people in the room going, but I don't feel like I'm enough. So I'm just like preemptively
1: handling that for you. So. Oh, that's a great question. I think that the idea is we are two people at once. So we are our ego self and then we are our highest self. Mm-hmm. So our highest self knows that we're enough. And it's our ego self that thinks that we're not. So even if we like in our mind don't think that we're enough, embodying that we are is not out of integrity because our highest self knows that we already are. And it's really about changing who's in the driver's seat.
0: We can just hang up and I can completely cancel my whole (laughs) podcast series. You have answered (laughs) you have answered it. There we go. So so the truth is that you are enough. The truth is that you are divine. The truth is you are chosen for this mission that you're on, anything else is bullshit. Anything else is just your ego, or I would say your programming, or your mm-hmm. culture, or stuff you're caring for other people, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you get so wise? Like, what are, what are some of your practices? Because this is like, this is, this is deep stuff,
1: right? So how did you get here? How did you learn these things? Uh, a lot of intentional practice. Yeah. And um, I would, I, I do invest a lot of time, money, energy, resources into deepening like my, my own coaching practice through being coached, my mm. own spiritual practice through going on retreats and doing things. Mm. Uh, but I think honestly, a large part of it is just being radically honest with myself about the things that I would prefer didn't exist. And instead of trying to hide those things away, bring those things into yeah. the light and unpack them. And the more that I've done the unpacking, the easier it is for me to recognize that my brain or the ego, like the thinking, the monkey brain, Mm -hmm. it's the loudest, but the voice that I should actually be listening to is the calmer, gentler, compassionate, softer voice, the higher self voice. Uh, And sometimes it's just learning to, to quiet down enough, Mm -hmm. which is hard for someone like me. I'm a very, I'm a, I am a go-getter. I am, I love sports. Therefore, like I love competition and things like that. But a lot of it is, yeah, it's just recognizing the more that I've started to tune into my intuition Mm -hmm. versus my ego, the -hmm. things start to kind of play out. Um, But a lot of learning, right? Like a lifelong student. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you had this depth. I just know you were adorable and cool
0: and I wanted to (laughs) hang out with you, but I didn't know you were this like wise sage. Good God. (laughs) But, But you know, so... You didn't use the word shame. You, you, you're calling it like the ego voices. But for me, I, in my paradigm, it's the shame. It's the voice that tells us we're not enough. Yeah. And what I love that you said, I'm just going to translate it in tree speak, is when you bring light to it and actually even love to it and kindness and compassion, it doesn't control you anymore, right? So little voice, and it could be yours or somebody else's, like you're never enough. It's not going to work. Women can't do that. Who do you think you are? Blah, 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 blah instead of either, like, pretending it's not there or wrestling with it, like, don't dance with the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Just bring it and just go, that's so adorable. Oh, there's that part of me that tells me I'm a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Right? I love, because a lot of people, they hate to go to the dark parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how do yeah. you how do you dance? Because if you dive to the dark, you get more light. God, we are really being esoteric today. But yeah. mean, <laughs> This is... <laughs> So, speak about that, speak about permission because most
1: people don't want to go there. Yes, well, oh, I think it's at least for me, Ram Das is the first person I ever heard talk about it, who is much like you, trained in psychology and psychotherapy and but then has awoken spiritually and kind of fuses them right. and he talks a lot about uh bringing your like neurotic tendencies. And to dinner and Mm -hmm. making friends with them (laughs) so that's definitely part of it uh, Mm -hmm. is learning to befriend those not so nice parts of yourself because they're ultimately what make you human and those parts of you are create were created to protect you in some way the idea is that they're not necessarily protecting you anymore right another way to look at it is the difference between our survival mechanisms and our who Mm -hmm. we are like in our essence so I know one of my survival mechanisms is I'm a railroader. So if I'm feeling under attack or anxious or stressed, my wiring is to try and aggressively control everyone and anything. Hence the, I'm a railroader or a bulldozer. I bulldoze over people. I don't care about what you want or what your opinions are. I'm right. I know what's right. And I, I do that. So part of it is recognizing while I don't like that part of me, that's actually a survival mechanism right. that I have. And if I recognize it as like, oh, that's just me when I feel under threat, mm-hmm. I can show that part of my compassion mm-hmm. and then also look at who I am at my best. Because most of the time I exist in between,
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, but I need both because the who I am at my greatest, highest self is – Directly correlated to my survival mechanism; they can't live without each other.
0: You're blowing my mind. I love <sighs> this. No, because you because most people would have judgment. Because I'm I'm just assuming that perhaps in a relationship somebody has said, "Back off, goddamn!" You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, because oh, of yeah. your railroading, right? You yes, might have gotten a bit <laughs> <mid> of feedback? <laughs> I just show up as crazy trees or needy trees. I get feedback uh, on that one, right? We all have our thing, and so for you to Grab it and just go. Oh, I understand why you're here now. Can you also use it to the good? Like, how cool to have railroading for the good or bulldozing to get what you know? What I mean, you can also could
1: you, do you ever use it to temper it in a, in a more productive way? Yeah, I think parts of it are knowing that when I need to be strong and assertive and get mm-hmm. things done, I have that part of myself. Yeah, it's right. just aligning that part of myself with. Still, like my highest self. So, knowing that I can do those things, but it doesn't have to be out of a fear, anxiety right. point, right. as yeah. long as it's being fueled by good things, mm-hmm. I can be assertive and strong and dominant, but while still being fair, open, and receiving to other people's ideas and opinions. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. I'm enjoying this conversation. You
1: okay. <laughs> <Me So>, too. <laughs> let me ask you because you teach practical
0: things, like I, I get your stuff, like you teach sales and your marketing, and, and you teach the technology of how to do business but then you have this all other part to you. Do you work this together? Do you give these wisdom bombs to your clients? Do you weave in your crazy spirituality? Yes,
1: I'm definitely doing that more and more. Okay. I think for a lot of people, and I, it's actually a workshop that I'm kind of testing and teasing, working right now and creating it to being a full-blown thing around how we can actually use business as a vessel for healing and growth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so while I, I think that, we live in this world, so we need practical tips and strategies yeah. on how to do stuff. I know that there's a correlation between how people market and sell themselves that's directly correlated to, in a spiritual sense, blocks that they have, areas where they don't feel like they're good enough, their survival mechanisms versus their essence, yeah. when their ego's taking over. So it's really trying to fuse the two together to have like that yin-yang approach and when they're in sync and working well everything you do feels like it's easy it's coming from a state of flow even if it's hard work Mm -hmm. it's it still feels purposeful and because it feels purposeful it makes it feel easier versus kind of wondering why you're doing this and burning out did
0: you ever have uh, like oh my god they're gonna think I'm a weirdo or they're gonna gonna like like, did you ever have because I'm assuming you didn't come I, I don't know your previous (laughs) career or anything, but this is really esoteric,
1: deep work, right? Mm -hmm. You're afraid to kind of out yourself. Definitely. I think sometimes I still am, depending on what version of Lana people know. Okay. Okay. then That's when I recognize that that fear is still being influenced by my ego, by a survival mechanism of wanting to belong. And if I know that I'm enough and I like love and accept myself and I, the more I've been showing up as how I, am and who I want to be the more receptive people are to it Mm. Uh, and also it helps I've also made sure to start well that's why I love talking to you and I've been starting to interact more with other people who are like me Mm -hmm. so then I feel less alone in being crazy there's Uh, a tribe we all find each other eventually right exactly Uh, and if anything I feel as though it's almost my responsibility to share these things with people because for me in a business sense the more I've leaned leaned into it the more money I've made the more my business has grown the more opportunities I've had the more fun I've had doing it the less time I work Mm -hmm. and then overall the happier I feel and I feel almost selfish to keep those things to myself. So I'm taking it as, that's the good parts of the railroader right. determined Lana. <laughs> I, I can use her to, to yeah. channel. Go baby, things. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: So then if somebody's sitting out here listening and they're like, God, I, I, I love these ideas, but like, where do I
1: start? Mm. Start do you- with their business or just start?
0: In the- no, no, start because well you you've been in business a while. I when I came in 15 years ago, it was very male dominated, right? You work your ass off, doesn't matter how you feel. We're not we didn't talk about spirit or intuition or guidance or happiness. It was get shit done. Work, you know. You keep making sales calls till they buy or die, right? Like yes. <laughs> this stupid male shit. And some of, so there's some good tactical things, but there wasn't the permission that there is today. Cause what I heard you say is I do it in my, in my own way. Like you are, you are breaking the rules of here's the structure, here's the way to do business. Yeah. And you started saying like, God, you know, my integrity, if I do this, do I feel like a fraud? If I do that, who am I being? And because before it was just like you slap a black suit on and go and then yes. make shit up as you go. Right. So if somebody's sitting there going, I want to bring more of myself in, I want to listen to my in- intuition or spirit and I, and I, I don't want to, let the shame or the ego run me anymore. And and I'm afraid to say who I am. Like, I don't want to be a fraud. Like, how do we get started with that?
1: That's a good question. I think even a question to ask ourselves would be when we think of our business and how we're operating it and what we want from it. And when we think of success, what that means, seriously taking the time to honestly answer this question, which is how... Might what we're trying to do with our business be a way for us to overcompensate for insecurities that we feel? And that's just like a, it's, I was actually right before we hopped on this, I told one of my clients, I was like, this is part of your homework, like journal on this. And she laughed and she's like, okay, this is a, that's a big one to unpack. But by looking at how, what might we be using our business to overcompensate for aspects of ourselves where we don't feel enough, that's at least some clues around where we can show ourselves more compassion or where we need to spend more time and energy. And moving those things out of our business will allow us to naturally then create more space to be authentic. And I think sometimes when we become aware that what we're doing, we're doing it because we feel inadequate, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier for us to honestly recognize that it's not really gonna serve the success (laughs) of our business, right? being authentic actually is a really great business tool. Yep. Problem is that we think that our authentic selves isn't good enough. Right. And that's why it feels like it's not a great business tool.
0: So I'm the poster child for what you just said. I was at a, an event probably 10 years ago or eight years ago, whatever. And the guy said, are you trying to get your love needs met from your clients? And I was like, oh shit. Mm. When I started, I had just gone through a divorce. You know, somebody didn't want me. So I was in the like, I'll be everything for you. I'll wash your car and you can breastfeed. Like I'll give you anything <laughs> fine. Like I was I mean obviously exaggerating. TMI on the, on the podcast <laughs> I like that one. But, but I I was coming from you know I have to earn your love. You're going to love me more than any other mentor. I'm the special one. I know that other I know she wasn't good. You come to mama and yeah. And that produced really gross results in Mm. that, you know, and I didn't know that at the time, but it was hearing it afterwards. I was like, you cannot be trying to get your needs met from people that are freaking paying you to get (laughs) like what? So your question is where are those we call it compensations, right? That's a therapy word. Where are you compensating? So if you don't feel enough, are you overgiving? If you don't feel enough, you're gonna undercharge. If you don't feel enough, you're never gonna land your messaging because you're gonna feel like a fraud, right? So just that question holy shit, like wisdom bomb, oh, mom, 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 this woman right here, because we don't, we never think those questions. We just go, all right, well, I got to do it this way. Well, but what, why is doing it that way? And I yeah. love, I love how you circle it back to and have self-compassion because it was pretty gross when I realized my whole business was built on, you know what I mean? I'm like, ah, um, and I love that you have a sweetness, just like, it's okay. Have compassion. I really love that integrated approach that you work with.
1: hmm Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, I've done that too, right? Like we all overcompensate or try to compensate yeah. for something in some way. And it's just when we recognize that we're doing it, respond with compassion mm-hmm. and be like, okay, how can we out try and change this? Cause you, that's why we often end up getting clients. We don't like projects. We don't like yeah. uh, we, why we feel burnt out is often because we don't feel fully aligned with and the purpose behind our work. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't serve us to build our business when we're trying to prove something to ourselves and other people.
0: So one of, you know, I've just wrote a new book. Yay. Yes. That I'm really excited about. Sure, And <laughs> I talk about proving energy mm. and I don't think a lot of it. So it's cool that you're talking about this. And if you buy my book, shameless plug, um, and you should buy it, but you should just buy it, just buy it. <laughs> um, there is in, I, I carried some resources and one of the resources this is the checklist for how you know you're improving energy. Because most people go, "I'm not proving myself," and I'm like, "Uh huh." <laughs> you ever do this? This is because a lot of t- a lot of times these things like shame, improving energy, not enoughness, they're so sneaky and subtle. We're just going, "No, I just want to do a good job. I just want to. I just want to serve my customers, right?" And there's the truth of that. But then there's the. So I know that I'm enough. And so I've convinced yes. them that I'm good enough, right? So it's like a tricky little bitch, this shame and proving stuff. And I think it's really imperative to have like, oh, hey, ask a question. And then here's some probable indicators
1: that you are, yes. you're in it, right? So. Yeah, so buy the book and then ask yourself the question and go through. Boom, <laughs> tag team. Me and my girl tag teaming you today.
0: So, yeah. so what are you up to that is that is like, just lighting you up these days?
1: I think it's, Well, everything. I really love all the things that I'm doing. This year, I'm traveling a lot more in my business, trying to intentionally grow my network in other places. Mm. So if anyone knows any cool places that I should come and run a workshop or do a talk, let me know. I'm looking forward to, yeah, doing more talks, workshops. I've committed to starting to write a book this year as well, which I'm looking forward to. And for me, this actually will be big I've done the work around knowing that it's not proving something, but I'm severely dyslexic.
0: Um, And when I was
1: younger, I was told that I obviously would not be a writer because I was in remedial English a lot of the time as a little kid. So kids who spoke English as their second language were more articulate and well-versed in English than I was. Mm. So for me, it's looking at kind of again, even this year, what are some ways that I can heal old stories of myself Mm. by using my work to, to not validate that I'm enough, but just solidify or prove to me that I've always been enough.
0: you giving me chills, oh,
1: that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. It's just like you've overcome the
0: story. It's not even like it's, yeah, no effect on you. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you're in Canada, right? I'm, yes, I'm Canadian A, A, <laughs> All right. A.
1: So in case um, somebody's like, I want that one for a workshop. So where, where are you located? Mostly I'm located in Ottawa. I anyway, know. Okay. But I'm a little nomad. Okay. Okay. She'll travel. She'll travel. I will definitely travel. I love traveling. So I will travel. Like right now I during this recording I'm in Vancouver doing a workshop. I was going to go down to uh, Seattle to do a workshop, but with all of the stuff going yeah. uh, Seattle's like on lockdown so I can't really go. <laughs>
0: Yes, um, if you're if you've survived this, we, this, we're we talking about the coronavirus, you know, so hopefully we're watching this and we'll be like, oh, oh that funny little blip. We're all exactly gonna, right. So send love to that. Anyway, if I were watching this, I'd be like, that woman is so freaking cool. Holy shit. How do I follow her? So oh, let's you. just
1: answer that for the people. For anyone who feels that way, one, I appreciate you. Thank you. You can find me online everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, And my website would all be lana, L-A-N-A dingwall.com. So D-I-N-G-W-A-L-L. Yeah, that's my Instagram handle. You can add me on Facebook. Also my website. I also have a podcast, Changing the Story, Kick-Ass Women in Business. Although, it's really great for all genders, yeah, not one yeah. specific. Right. Uh, you can find that anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And if you can't remember the name, if you just search Lana Dingwall again, it will pop up. There's only one of me.
0: <laughs> so it's not hard to exactly. find me. That's right. That's right. And do you have a free gift? Do you have something that,
1: that my people can grab? Uh, If I guess for people right now, I'm actually in the works of trying to mm-hmm. make some, some new ones. Okay. So my recommendation would be if you would like a free gift for me, Send me an email and I'll yes. surprise you with something.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. I love that. Yeah. So Lena Dingwell, there we go. Yeah. So <laughs> this one blew me away. Because we, like, we were on your podcast. We were sassy and swearing. Yes. We we're like, Rah. and I'm like, when did this soulful woman pop in? Not that you weren't, but we were being kind of more playful and irreverent. Yes. And so, God, I love this part of it. And I, I enjoy the other part. party. This one is like so cool. I, I don't know that I've gone as deep with another guest as with you. And it's been just such a joy. And I love how you have a really beautiful integrated way of being with the parts of yourself and you just glow. So it's working.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a yeah. lot.
0: Yeah. So follow this amazing woman. Great. So gang, shush. I'm sure there's lots of takeaways from this one. Uh, this, this is a little, bro, one of my favorite episodes. What I want you to do is comment below, comment on the links, you know, go to, go to the places you, you watch these podcast episodes and leave, leave some love. Like, let us know what you took away today from this. What's going to be different? How are you going to step in? Cause that's what we're here for. We're here to show you it's possible, it's possible, it doesn't matter, like she just told you she was in remedial m- remedial classes, right, like <laughs> you overcame a shame story that could have absolutely kept you, and hey, there's the dogs, there's our <laughs> shame barking at us going, shh, go away, you, you could have been a victim to that story and never shined your life, and you yeah. found a way out with compassion, so just. anyway, much love, peace and blessings, everybody, thank you for watching, bye.
1: Hey, I really appreciate
0: you listening to that last episode, and I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group. And I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the good. Bye now.